0: Welcome to Triple Fist Bump, the premier gaming podcast where you can hear opinions across generations. I'm the Kid Dream, joined by my two co-hosts, Chris Hey, and Osiris. Yo. I hear one of you has something you want to dive into, so...
1: Well, how do you guys like breakdancing? dancing? Ooh, pretty cool
0: i like break dancing all right
1: what if i told you that there was a game where you play as a former yakuza who was locked up for 18 years on a false charge who decides to take to the street with a magical bre- uh, baseball bat and equips themselves with the powers of break dancing hostess serving drink construction work and bodyguard duty in order to bring justice to the streets of Japan. Eh? Uh. (laughs) That's a strange Okay. Well, this is the life of Yakuza like a dragon. It's the latest game in the Yakuza series that the former Yakuza games were kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, older games like Shenmue and the like, but it was kind of like a set of action role-playing games where you kind of played as a, you know, a gang member just kind of walking around. Well, you know, or, or, or mafia, Japanese mafioso type. Mm-hmm. You kind of like walk around the city and go on quests and talk to people and, and just kind of get a, you know, typically solve like mysteries involving characters that you, you're connected to. Well, Yakuza <laughs> like a dragon took all of that and said, what if we took this? Except we had a main character who was obsessed with Dragon Quest, and we put in elements of Dragon Quest and Persona and all sorts of Japanese role-playing games and set you out on the street. Like it, it, is, it is an insane mishmash. So it's like a, <laughs> it's like a reinvention of the series. It is a total reinvention. They went from a a brawler system where you kind of like, you know, hitting buttons for combos and and doing special techniques that would allow you to do things like hit people with a bike. And now it's a full turn-based Dragon Quest style combat system
2: Hmm.
1: where you have a party for the first time in the series. You have a party of multiple people who are all like either 40 plus year old rejects from society or basically everybody is some sort of societal reject. It's just like, Oh, well, we have nothing else better to do. We're we're broken, starving. We'll join your party. And they're just like, yeah, man, we're going to go fight. (laughs) So you, yeah, you can equip them with uh, different weapons and different skills. They all have unique abilities that they can bring into battle. And eventually, you can unlock a job system form that allows you to further customize these characters by giving them, you know, certain archetypes. So, the break dancer, for instance, you could take this main character who's a forty-two-year-old yakuza guy, switch him into the job of a break dancer, where he wears a Flavor Flav-style giant chain and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> And you can go out on the street and just literally beat people with breakdancing moves. They also have uh, kind of like time QTEs, sort of similar to like the action commands of of the Mario RPGs, where you have to hit. In this case, like the triangle button for the for the uh, for the PlayStation Four, you hit the triangle button like with certain timing, or have like a mini game where you have to. Mash on square as hard as fast as you can to get like a damage increase. Yeah, but yeah, like so, all these special moves you're using kind of make use of these uh, timing or precision based commands, and you you use them to do stuff. You use them to do moves. So, like with your breakdancer, if you're fighting against three enemies, you can use a technique to spin on your hands and kick your feet out to hit all three of these enemies at the same time. And if you hit triangle at just the right moment, not only will you do increased defense, but because your moves are so smooth, you'll get a defense buff. Or you have wow. a lady on your team who can pull out the uh, her makeup kit and jam it into an enemy's face. And if you hit the timing correctly on the enemy's face, you can blind them with makeup powder Reducing their accuracy and dealing critical hits.
2: <laughs> or
1: you can have a homeless guy on your team who takes you uses the power of beans, throwing them at the enemy from long range and summoning a flock of birds that attacks the enemy from all angles, trying to eat the beans for massive damage. Just literal birds. Or uh Oh, oh there's, there's so much more. Or you have one guy who can literally pull out a megaphone and yell insults at the enemy, enraging all of them and then forcing them to attack him, where he has a counterattack stance that allows him to bash on enemies with his nightstick every single time they get close. There's wow. also a job where you shake up champagne because you're a party host and you spray champagne on people, blinding them and giving them ice damage because the champagne is that cold. You know it was on the rocks.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah this so game is ridiculous. Lots of interesting stuff.
1: Huh? Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's so ridiculous. But I think the my favorite part about it, like even you know the battle system is is fun, especially you know playing games like Dragon Quest Eleven and the like you know earlier this year again it is pretty simple and straightforward but kind of like dragon quest the enemies have a lot of personality to them Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: you'll have enemies like the berserker who was just a drunk dude who picked up a trash can lid and he has a stick but since he's drunk he's like constantly being aggressive and running in your face and he has a lot of health you know Like, you have uh, guys like the fashion police, which is this dude with two scissors who judges your style and thinks it's not cool enough. And so he will attack you by forcing a haircut to make you look cooler. (laughs) Like It's
0: just like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's it's wild. It's, It's like a wild and colorful world. And even though it's technically in... Modern day Japan. It takes place wow. in modern day Japan. Like it just has all of these fantastical elements that's mixed in with modern mundane stuff. Right. Like you'll be fighting in the middle of the street, and there'll just be people on their cell phones, just like walking by while you're having this battle. Like somebody will stand still and just look at you, like eh! <laughs> start cheering. This is like <laughs> the world is still going on while you're having these epic battles. And even further than that, like in the past, Yakuza games, a big part of the combat system was making use of your environment. Like I mentioned the fact that you could use, you could cash in your, it'll be heat in the other games to do special moves, like picking up bikes and hitting people with bikes or throwing them into like, you know, traffic cones and stuff like that. In this game, it's actually, all of those things are still in there, except they're in the RPG system. So, when you're on the fight, you don't, like, transport to a different, you know, like, a battlefield. Like, you fight where you meet people on the street, which means everything that's on the street is still there when you're fighting. So, if you're fighting a guy near a rack of bikes, and you use the main character, uh, Ichiban Kasuga, to attack, there's a chance that when he's attacking, he'll pick up the bike and hit him with the bike. Mm. Or uh, if there are, let's say, debris in this way, like traffic cones or like uh, like bottles and stuff like that, he'll actually kick the bottle on the way to the enemy so you can get like a bonus bit of damage. just like whatever item he kicked hits the enemy before he does his basic attack, you know, and cars, too. Like if you're fighting near the street and there's traffic, if you knock an enemy into the street, they will get hit by a car. And it will do massive damage. <laughs> but you right. can also get hit by cars. So you have to make sure if you're fighting in the street that you don't get knocked down. And one way you can prevent that is with the, uh, a guard system. like Just like with attacks, well, special attacks, where you have timing-based uh, games so you can boost damage or status attributes. Uh, there's also a defensive uh, option where anytime you get attacked, you have a chance to press the guard button, circle, in the case of the PlayStation, and if you do it with precision, you'll get a perfect guard, which reduces your damage, keeps you from getting knocked down, and reduces the chances of, like, negative status effects. You know, like hungover or bleeding or some, or, you know, uh, poison even is still in there, paralyzation. But, uh, yeah, like, you can still defend Poison and paralyzation? Yep, yep, you can get paralyzed. Well, because some enemies attack you with a taser. So you get hit with that taser, <laughs> you might get paralyzed. Yeah, he pulled out a taser on me. He was like making the electricity go. You yeah, know, there are people there straight up poisoning you. There are people who will attack you with alcohol, like they will shoot wine at you, which if you get hit in the face with wine, you will get hungover. And now you're dizzy, and you can lose control and start attacking your allies accidentally. Just from getting hit by it. Just from getting hit by it. But you can do the same thing to enemies too. Right. So if you have the host or hostess class, yeah, you can walk up to enemies and just spray them with champagne and they will get hurt. They'll take ice damage and they might get drunk or hung over and then start attacking their, uh, yeah, attacking
2: their allies so, so there's a lot going on. So how does the, uh, the job system work? Can you mix stuff together? Well, so far,
1: the way the job system works, and I'm still pretty early into it, but all the characters have different jobs that they can equip. Uh, the main character can equip most jobs, but his requirements for them are different. So Ichiban has, like, personality attributes that you level up throughout the game. And those personality attributes and your level kind of affect what jobs you can you can unlock. When you unlock a job, uh, you can earn stat points from that job and special abilities. Most special abilities are tied to the job. So if you switch to job, you don't have the special abilities, but the stats you maintain. Ah, right, so that's like fire emblem. Yeah, so like you get the stats from the job. That said, characters have both the job and they have personal levels. Mm-hmm. And so you, your character also, each character has abilities they'll unlock through just leveling up themselves. And those are always consistent. You know, So okay. you can level up yourself and get special abilities and you'll always have those. And then the job abilities you get as you switch in and out jobs.
2: So no breakdancing bartending uh-huh.
1: Well, actually, there is the the uh the lady on the team, the first lady you get on your team, uh well, is Psycho, but they, the game pronounces it Psycho for reasons that uh become apparent once you get her in the story. But um she actually starts off as a bartender. So she can be a breakdancing bartender because that's her base, her base job is the bartender.
2: Ah, so her personal levels will give you a bunch of bartender skills that she can combine with the breakdancer. Yeah, yeah. if I were playing, if I were playing, I would do it all on uh, just what sounds cool, not even what's good.
1: Yeah, the thing is, like so far, I haven't really seen a job that's bad, but there's definitely jobs that complement each other. Yeah, and jobs that are uh, you, know, you know better than others. So you kind of get a lot of freedom. Like, right now, since I'm early in the game, most people only have a defined few set of jobs they can attain. But when I look at some of the later levels, like, eventually, most everyone will have access to most all the jobs. So you can kind of come up with all sorts of wacky combinations. You know? So, like, instance, the the barmaid's uh, psycho, she can use, like, she has access to the hostess immediately. So she can start shaking up champagne and spraying oh. people in the beginning of the game, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as you unlock jobs. But the main character, uh, Ichiban Kasuga, he has to rank up his style to a certain point. So he doesn't have the host available at the beginning of the game, unless, you know, you kind of work your your personality attributes towards that. So, right. like, you know, but eventually they both can have it, you know. Like, for instance, the uh, non-bud, the homeless guy uh, who throws the beans with the birds, he has access to, like, chef pretty early. No the chef? Yeah, he could just be a, a homeless chef.
2: That's he sad. also has
1: access to the break dancer immediately, so you could be a homeless break yeah. dancer too. <laughs> it's, uh, How is that? Hey look man he has the cardboard he's he's halfway there put the cardboard down you break dance i mean you got nothing else to do not that well, you know it makes the money right
0: i mean
1: but right how you going to
0: be a poppy how you going to be a popular home- homeless man
1: no namba will find a way cuz he's cool Ish. <laughs> <laughs> he'll make it work Hey, numbers. You know, to, we'll find. Uh, you, okay, you raise a good point, Drame. You raise a good point, but be that as it may, <laughs> in battle, the breakdancer is pretty effective, and Namba can make a decent breakdancer. So yeah, like these, mm-hmm. these characters, like have a yeah. It's just a lot you can kind of do with the jobs, and and the weapons too. Like everybody has different weapon equips and different. Uh, you know, armor, equips. They're all based on, like, kind of modern, everyday items. So, right. you know, it would be, like, a pair of nice gym shoes is your foot equipped. You know, yes. a armor jacket is <laughs> your armor. That comfort is important. It, it is extremely important. Hey, if you get, like, a nice parka or winter coat, not only will you get the defense increase, but you'll also get cold resistance because you got a nice jacket on. Right. See, you know, so everything kind of moves between <laughs> each other. And that's just the RPG. That's just, you know, the, the main drive of the game. The game also has a bunch of extra side content that's almost always available. Uh, even from the beginning of the game, like, there's a lot of this stuff that's just open for you to do. Ranging from, like, sub-stories where you can kind of, like, talk to side characters and the like. And you know, kind of solve their problems. You get a little narrative, like a little short narrative that's kind of quick to complete.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, another game is like when, when your characters are technically going through a period of homelessness, uh, you can go on a can collecting quest where you get a cart and there are a bunch of cans on the street and you race around town collecting these cans for points in a Pac-Man style game where there are other homeless people also in carts, also collecting cans. <laughs> you have to battle them for dominance by getting energy drinks and chugging them down to uh, gain a speed boost. And there are many games like this all throughout the game? All throughout the game. That is just one of many. There's also a, a mini game where you're in a movie theater watching old Japanese movies that the main character admits are horribly boring. And he's struggling to stay awake during these movies. And it opens into a mini game where you're getting attacked by goatmen who are shooting magic spells at you to make you fall asleep. <laughs> and you have to resist their attacks in the rhythm game in order to stay awake long enough to get through the movie. But every once in a while, a, help, a helpful chicken will come up and go cock doo and give you health back
2: in order to make it through. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of like the old DS games, like the uh, the old Kirby games where they always had mini games. And uh, right. Starfy, uh, Drawn to Life, there are a bunch of games that had mini games just throughout it like that. Oh, yeah. This yeah.
0: Star- the this Starfy mini games were ridiculous. <laughs> those Starfy mini games are no joke.
1: I remember looking <laughs> at some of those, and they, yeah, they, they are wild. Yeah, and, and yeah, this uh, Yakuza has fun with those mini games in, in a similar way where it's just like this stuff is here for you to have fun with. You can earn rewards that are helpful, but it's mostly just a way to kind of kick back when you're like, all right, I fought a bunch of guys today. Let me kick back and play. You know, Let me go to the arcade and play old classic Sega games like OutRun and Virtual Fighter 2 right. fully realized inside of the game. You know, like it's it's really cool. It's it's a really cool experience. I'm still open early in it right now. There are still a ton of things in the menu that I haven't unlocked yet, like Dragon Cart, which I'm very you know interested in seeing what it's about. <coughs> but yeah, like in the coming weeks, I, I definitely look forward to bringing up some more of the adventures uh, we we I can have going on in this game. It's really for maybe one of my favorite games this year so. Like it kind of blew me away.
2: Yeah, it sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But there's also another game that stands in that company that we chatted a little bit about before. And uh, you know, how about that uh at
2: the Hades? Hades, Hades. Man, the I game found game. I found the best boon in Hades ever. Let's hear it. It didn't even come from any of the gods. It's from Sharon or Karen. He has this one boon called Curse Slash. You can just buy in his fountain. Now those fountains that you renovate, and it just makes the sword amazing. <laughs> like I, I was having trouble getting past the Hydra before, and now I'm out of Elysium. I feel, I feel like a person on an infomercial. Buy this now! But seriously, just that Curse Slash. Mm. Did you get it in uh, Asphodel before the Hydra? I got it in Tartarus. I got it immediately. Beat Meg with it. It was like, hey, this is pretty good. Beat the Hydra wow. with it. I'm like, oh, this is really good and just kept going. So you had that thing early, early then. Yeah. And yeah it I... cuts. It's, it's good I got it early because what it does is it cuts your health by 60% and then makes your slash heal you. But I got it so early that I was able to just prioritize going to uh those health raising places and right so now my health is near normal yeah now my health is near normal and i heal when i attack people so that's why uh thesius and uh the minotaur didn't stand a chance
1: yeah like uh i'm trying to you starting off with like 50 health on a run right
2: uh, i think i start off with like 60 I, i've upgraded it a little
1: Oh, uh, yeah, the mirror of night. Uh, put some,
2: put darkness into your
1: upgrades. Okay, yeah, that's cool because I was just like, man, at fifty health, that that curse sword would have cut you down to like twenty.
2: Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had like thirty or forty after uh, after I got it, but I just didn't take damage because I kept healing it so quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two two HP at a time doesn't sound like
1: a lot, but it is, especially when it's not just. It's not even per swing, it's per hit. So yeah. if you like hit three enemies with it at the same
2: time, you get six health. I, I was didn't... looking at it like, mm, I'm not sure, because if I have low health, I might die immediately. But if I don't take damage like that, then I can't die. And so I tried it just on a whim, and it was amazing. Like, I'm telling you, I had not even fought Theseus and the Minotaur before this. I fought the Minotaur, but lost to him horribly. And I was still struggling with the uh, with the Hydra, but I got the curse slash and then destroyed Theseus and the Minotaur first try. Yeah, it's just it,
1: it gives you a license to be as aggressive as you want to be. Yeah, you just want to dash into the enemy and just be like hold this and just mm, combine that with a little Aphrodite weak status and whew, yeah, you got a nice weapon on your hands. I think I had some of that too. Oh yeah yeah I love one of my favorite combos with that was Aphrodite on the attack or uh, or Dionysus on the attack but Aphrodite on the attack and then having uh the curse slash means that constantly keeping the enemy weak because you're constantly hitting them with the weak status which means they can't really hurt you it gives you maximum health gain basically yeah and if you can get that bonus to uh Enemies taking more damage when they're suffering under weak, that you can really lay into them, and you know just throw your cast in them for good measure, and you get even more extra damage. It's that, like, hey, right?
2: Man. That extra cast damage is amazing. That's oh, what I had Aphrodite cool. on was my cast. It wasn't yeah, really super nice useful. Too. It wasn't super useful against Theseus, but it was nice against enemies. Yeah, yeah. These you got that dank shield
1: that makes it. Really easy for him to just turn around right as you use the cast and just be
2: like, Nope. Yeah. First time he blocked my attack, I was like, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fighting you, and just beat the Minotaur. <laughs> like, hey, I'm
1: serious, come over here.
2: Yeah, I was like, Yeah, no, nah, we're not doing this. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, no, like this. I think all of
1: the weapons, all of them have that one particular. Boon, whether it's from uh, the gods or from Daedalus's hammer, um, where it just completely game changer. Like just complete and utter game changer. And you just can't cannot
2: be denied. Yeah, it cannot from that be on, denied. From yeah. now on, I'm seeking that one out. Like, I'm gonna find Curse Slash specifically because that that is amazing. Just like when I had the uh the shield and was looking for the Zeus boom. <laughs> yeah, it's just some of them are way too good for what they are. Yeah, some of them just work, just just great.
1: Like I used to use uh, Artemis on the bow, and like there was a uh, if you put on a special, if you can dash behind the enemy and then like use the special on their back, all of the arrows will hit them individually, which means you just get multiple critical hits on the enemy's back at the same time.
2: And that's a whole extra arrow.
1: Yeah. And if you got her support fire boom too, each of those arrows makes another arrow shoot out. So now they can just get hit by just, what, up to to 16 arrows all at once. They can all do critical hit damage potentially it was uh it was nice but you had to be risky because you had to dash into enemies with your bow and really go for it
2: right so, you're not using the bow from a long distance like they uh expect right yeah you you're taking
1: that skill and finding a new purpose for it yeah, normally you use the special on the bow, just like it's a good crowd control. You can just kind of sit back and go pop, 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 and hit multiple people. Yeah, or uh, stop projectiles, too.
2: I'm, I'd imagine that's good against numbskulls.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, numbskulls get destroyed by that. And it's, it's pretty good against witches as well, because as they shoot their uh, fireballs at you, you can kind of, the arrow will stop it. The arrow will cancel it out. Ah, so you can use it to keep yourself say, uh, safe while still attacking them. And if you got Artemis on the special, not Artemis, uh,
2: uh, Thana, then you could deflect the deflect, too. Wait, the deflect on the arrow special? Yep. You can that put sounds, deflect on the arrow special. That sounds kind of broke.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd use that to destroy Meg. You know that move when she's sitting in the middle and she starts shooting fireballs out all around
2: her? <laughs> yeah, standard?
1: That move. Goodness. You can just stand there with the bow if you got uh, Athena on the special and just go put up, put up, put up, put up. Not only are you hitting her with arrows, you're reflecting all of her fireballs back at her, all at the same. She can die in that. You know, like if you get if you get enough of those fireballs, you could kill her in that
2: uh, animation. Yeah, she would I, just um, destroy herself. I do that with the sword with the deflect, but yep. the arrows can do damage while deflecting. That's crazy. Oh yeah, because the yeah. sword you have to stand back some because she's su- shooting so fast that even if you are deflecting the move, will have cooldown and you'll still get hit. Mm-hmm. You get hit in the in between. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the arrow you can be kind of like mid range from her, and not only will you hit the fireballs coming at you, but the fireballs that will miss you, the spread of your special will hit those and reflect them back at her too.
2: Right, and reflect
1: homes in for some reason.
2: Yep, homes
1: into where they're standing at the time. So you can just yeah. really just clear her out. Disrespectfully. It's wonderful. Hey, this is fun. Unlock all the weapons. <laughs>
2: it's fun, man. I still haven't. They're like those keys are so those keys are so hard to find now. Uh, yeah, they, they do. won't even give me rooms with keys. It's like right. walking around. It's like, do you want another Zeus boom? No. No, I got three. I would like a key, please. <laughs> please. Poseidon boon? No, key. Right, and the Poseidon boon is just going to undo all the other boons you have? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Poseidon gets good, I promise. That sucks. One day. That
0: sucks when you have the perfect lineup of boons and you're like, oh, yeah, Poseidon will make this perfect
1: cancels literally everything else out yeah hey look uh, he's gonna get good one day one day you're gonna be like that that poseidon is
2: all right it would be uh, okay if he was like cool too but i feel like he's just not even as cool as everyone else i mean he's just a surfer dude you know yeah
1: he's kind of a surfer dude but like an older mean, guy, you know. It's like you cool, think the huh?
0: god of you think the god of the sea would be more serious.
1: Nah, that man's the anti. He's like big Kahuna energy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, you know, we're gonna grab these waves, and yeah, there you go. I don't know, whatever. I mean, he he does. He's not gonna have the nobility of Athena. He doesn't
2: have the interesting conversations either. It's just like, hey dude, you want my boon this time? Well, it's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> like he doesn't
1: say anything different ever. Yeah, he, he'll get there. He'll make some uh there's some things about Poseidon that are at least a little interesting.
2: Well, I'll have to but he's not
1: as immediately interesting as you know. I mean, Aries is interesting the way he starts talking immediately.
0: Yeah. Dionysus
1: is always interesting.
0: Athena is interesting.
1: Yeah, I like Athena too. I like I like Artemis because you can kind of yeah. tell that she's not a people person.
2: Yeah, I like so, Artemis too. Yeah, like she's cool. Uh yeah, but
1: yeah, you know, it's just I will Zeus too. I mean, I don't know. Like he's just Zeus is the one that's just the most normal out of all of them. It's you just, can't dislike, Zeus.
2: You can't dislike Zeus because he's just Zeus. But yeah. that's it. Yeah,
1: but everyone else I can kind of tell like it's they Zeus. did something unique with them, and Zeus is just like, nah, it's just Zeus. It's the Zeus you would expect, but a good version of that. Right.
0: Everyone knows Zeus. They do. Like,
1: is Zeus one? Unfortunately, because Zeus is a creep.
0: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, Man, pretty weird. I have that's to first. see. I have to see if I get farther next week. Oh, yeah, just, that's, man, when when you get out, we have to, we'll have to talk. Yeah, well, that's the end of our episode, Dream.
0: And that's all the time we have. So, until next time, we say, Triple Fizz Bump, signing out. Ow.